Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Allie is from Florence, and we're going to get her enrolled in middle school. Three questions, get two out of three correct, and you will graduate. So, good luck. Thank you. Here we go, Allie. Going to talk about Circle K, because they had that uh, that interesting story over the weekend of one of their, their awnings toppling over at one of their gas stations. So, uh, the question first about Circle K is, first question, what city was Circle K founded in? Was it Plutoria, Missouri? The show me state. Wow. El Paso, Texas, or Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada? Let's go with Texas. El Paso, Texas mm-hmm. is the correct answer. Which, by the way, El Paso is on the left, El Smasho is on the right. Mm-hmm. Not sure you knew that. <laughs> and your next question Which of these has more stores in the United States? 7 Eleven or Circle K? Circle K, gotta be. It's 7-Eleven. Wow. Which has over 9,000 stores. Circle K has somewhere around 6,500, I think it is right now. It's interesting because the Circle Ks tend to be uh, in the south and west, and the 7-Elevens tend to be up in north. Yeah. Circle K is in 47 states, but but certainly heavily concentrated in Arizona. We know that. Sure, yeah. All right. Next question. How many countries is Circle K in around the world? Is it more or less than 10. Well, I'm going to say less. It's more. Circle K is actually in 27 different countries. Yeah, you did, Allie, but that's yeah. okay. You know, you got through. You were calling number seven, so we'll give you those tickets anyway. See, this is the problem with the system. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't, we don't d- encourage achievement. We just bend the system to our yep. will. We've dumbed down the system. We're kind of like Governor Ducey. Kind of, except you know where we are right now. Hang on a minute. And with that in mind, by the way, today is, I guess, primary day. Uh, it's time for everybody to get out and vote. I have a feeling about the primaries today. Which is? It's a sinking feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I've got for you. No, nah, man, you, you know what? Uh, for all of the things that we hear people grouch about, politics, division, all the things that are happening in the world, today is the day your voice gets heard. Not on January 6th, where a guy just got seven years for going to the, the Capitol and protesting with a yeah, weapon. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, just get out and vote, man. Get out and have your voice be heard. All I know is I see too many political TV commercials, uh, you know, and I can't wait until that not that number. I don't know how many people are running for the in the Republican primary. There's there's at least a, it three. seems like there's a lot in seems, all the different things. But it seems like there's at least three for every position, which means multiply that by television commercials, and every one of them is on back-to-back all day, every day. Hopefully after today, that number will be cut down by two, by two-thirds. Yeah, you all know what you're registered as, so vote accordingly. Yeah, but I, uh, just vote. Vote whatever you want. Yeah. You know, vote whoever your candidate is. Vote. I'd been in the middle of like a four-hour nap a couple of weeks ago, and my wife had to come into the room to grab something and kind of woke me up. I was like, you know, while I'm up, run to the bathroom, and by the time I got back to bed, my wife had just sort of reflexively made the bed. So, you, have, <laughs> yeah, you, have her, she, you have her well-trained. She, she's a, she is a big bed maker. She's like kind of insists on having the bed made when you get into it. That's never mattered to me, and that was kind of our 
our thing yesterday. We were talking about, you know, whether you have to have the bed made to get into it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys that when I when I take a, a nap, I sleep on top of the bed. And when I go to bed, I go to bed. Yeah, because yeah. you don't want to redo the bed again. Uh, you you yeah, like man, having I, the bed I, made when you get into it. I would like to say that laziness doesn't play uh, a factor in this, but uh, it does. All right. It's, yeah, it, it does. It, There's <laughs> no point. Because remember, we, with our schedule, you know, we both nap during you gotta, the day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird schedule. It really is. And yeah. it, can mess, it can mess you up bad. Yeah, so you got to get your sleep when you can. So um, we're talking about this yesterday with everybody. And then uh, this gentleman, Dave, sort of, he adds a sort of military touch to it. As okay. a youngster, I was always required to make my bed, so I knew how to do hospital corners and all that stuff and when i went into service i was like one step ahead of most other guys and i still make my bed every morning and my closet has all my shirts facing the same way because that's what we had to do in the military so that that kind of added a new touch to it it yeah. added a new dynamic well I, and I we think- started talking about that how probably if you were in the military you're more likely to be a bed maker. Well, you're I, again. My experience with it, not having ever been in the military, but I have some relatives that have. You become very routine oriented, so you just sort of get up and do it. It becomes muscle memory almost. And there are things you have to do, like you know, it's not going to matter. I, I don't think that the enemy is going to get an advantage if we don't have our beds made. I was just going to say, I don't but know it's... how many times you've seen the insurgents <laughs> go in there. They go, they go into the can. They go, look at this place. It is a mess. Bombs for everybody. It's not like, you know. It, it, it doesn't me. really matter, but it's one of those things that the military has you do in order to get you used to following orders. And routines. Creating routines. Yes. Being dependable. Uh, you know, getting the stuff done that you need done. So it was just, you know, but we, you know, we were kind of wondering about that, whether or not people who have ex-military spouses well, we, I mean, are, look, are bound to make the bed. Well, as you know, we take care of pets and vets on the show, and every time we do uh, our stuff with Soldier's Best Friend and we do you know, Operation Pets and Vets, we meet military spouses who say you know, their lives are affected by the routines of their spouse. Absolutely. But that's during a moment of stress and, and moments of, of, of strife. We're just talking about everyday behavior. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it probably a very common thing. Yeah, I'm married to a Navy veteran. And not only do we have to keep our clothes facing, like all of our shirts and pants facing the same direction, but they have to be color-coded as well. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> Like garanimals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All the colors. Yeah, all colors have to be grouped the same way. But it's an organized way to live. I know where I to find my stuff really easy, so it's kind of nice. All right. All it's right. an organized way to live, she yep. said. Yep. That's a good way to, to spit shine some OCD right there. <laughs> was, you know, can you imagine, like, later in life, somebody say, did you have a happy life? I had an organized life. Yes. I can say it with it. When they're, when they're, which and, may and, lead to happiness. Which I never, I, I certainly wouldn't wish uh, her, an early passing on this woman. Can you imagine, though, the, the, the eulogy? Uh, here lies the body of Linda. We've all come here for a celebration of her organized life. <laughs> yes. I notice everybody is wearing the same color. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was where her final the, her final wishes were that everybody were to wear the same color in the first three rows. I absolutely love the shirts all facing the same way. Because if you know, if they're facing each other, if they're facing different ways and facing each other, you know, somebody could say, You're looking at me 
and you've yep. got a fight there yes, in the got, closet. Yeah, yeah, nobody wants that. No. You know, the apparel wars were very, <laughs> uh, they're never spoken of in U.S. history. Um, that You know, just uh, good stuff there. 480-470-KSLX. I just, I get a very large charge out of that sort of stuff, you know, because we all live differently. We all have those different habits at homes, and you think, some, you hear somebody else, and you're like, oh my God, that's so weird. I'd never do that, but they'd say the same about you. Any interesting thing about it is <clears throat> something that I thought that I do uh, that is weird, which is the whole uh, dishwasher thing with the with the you know the dishwasher uh, detergent in there, and then close the lid to to indicate that those dishes are are dirty and have ready to go. Have yet to run. Have yet to run. Mark has adopted. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a good it's one system. of my. It's a weird idiosyncrasy that I that I never thought would be a thing. And Mark is like, you know, I think that's a good idea. I think we're going to do it. That's a good system. Yeah. I have never done it before. Yeah. Now I do. It's a way I uh, keep things organized. Yeah. Yeah, we're just talking to some folks, discovering that connection between having served in the military and having a very organized closet. Well, yeah. And, 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 and bed. I, I, I mean, I don't know why this is so groundbreaking. It, it seems like... Well, it's just something you would never think of, really, well, unless, no, unless you were in the military. It's something I immediately think of. I mean, military is the, one of the most organized and disciplined. I would be surprised if you were married to a military person and they were a slob. That I would be. Like the, like the military person yeah. that rejects organization and routine, that would be, to me, the exception to the rule. That's the one that I would be surprised by. All right. We've got an, you're Air Force guy, right? And, and this, this still affects you? Um, to this day, all of my stuff hangs in my closet a certain way. Right. What my wife does in her closet doesn't bother me. But in my closet, this is how things are done. You and your wife <laughs> each have separate closets? What are you, big-timing us here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're living large up in Whitman. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so tell, when you say it hangs a certain way... Is there a way you could describe that certain way? We're ta- are we talking all, you know, buttons all facing the same direction? Correct. Oh, yeah, correct. Uh, z- z- zippers and buttons all face to the right. Zippers and buttons is my favorite band, by the <laughs> zippers way. Zippers and buttons. My, those, are my, those are my two pet dogs. Sure. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's, just, it's just a way of, um, I mean, I probably even walk. When you come to, out of the military, you, you probably even walk different than your average person. Seriously. Well, thank you for your service. No. Thank you for your organization. I, I don't have much, but my closets are, you know, up to par. Sure. I'll bet. What we got there is a great American and a very, very domestic dude. Nice going. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know what? We just, yeah, we have two favorite military charities. Uh, we've got Military Assistance Mission. We yep. just did something for Soldier's Best Friend where we raised $72,000 thanks to your help to get service dog for com- service dogs for combat veterans. Which, by the way, help them with their routines. That's one of the things that we talk about is yeah. the routine that some of these veterans come back with. But the idea that, it, like, the lighter side of that, like, you know, when we do when we do the, you know, Operation Pets and Vets, that's a serious thing. This is like, you know, the, the lighter side of just living with somebody that has that that organization that, you know, if you weren't a military person, I think that would be considered like obsessive compulsive disorder or anal retentive or whatever it is. But because they're in the military, it's almost like they get a pass. Yes, exactly. There, or there's a very good we're supporting, reason for We're it. supporting our troops is what we're doing. You know, and just, you know, be assured when you donate, 
It goes to the service dogs. It doesn't go to closet organization or anything like that. There's no money wasted. <laughs> and no wire sort of hangers. Right, no. So there's that. So, um, all right. What's, what's happening? This is funny. Um, I spent eight and a half years in the Army, and I really don't care if the bed is made or not. But then I ended up with somebody who is uh, OCD oh. about it, and he never served a day. Oh, that is that is great. So you were probably like, hey, I've made the bed enough for one lifetime. Yep. And then all of a sudden this guy. <laughs> comes into your life and now you got to start making the bed again yes <laughs> why don't you make him do it or he won't sleep well he does actually that's just it right. so I, it makes me feel like i have to now because he does it <laughs> that's very very funny well listen thank you for your service and yeah. for your hospital corners <laughs> thank you <laughs> I told you. There's another one right yeah, there. That's no, great. no, that's that's the exact person I'm talking about, the person that comes out of the military, and they're like, nah, done enough. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, you, there's you, no way. You, you can't make one me of do that. You're not the boss of me. Yeah. I had, you know. Uh, certainly there Uncle would be. Uncle Hunka made me do that. Certainly, yes, yes. Certainly there would be people who are like, I've done that enough. And I don't, uh, you know, it's kind of like when you're an adult, you don't have to eat your vegetables anymore if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, sometimes popular demand dictates that we talk about a certain story. And uh, I, yeah, I mentioned this to you yesterday, and you just sort of glossed over it. And I was like, ah, I think it's going to be a big story. No, I didn't, hours later. I didn't gloss over it, but we were into other things. And um, this got sent by a bunch of people yeah, it's over pretty, to us. It's a pretty amazing story. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's an expensive. Uh, yeah. Whether this guy overlooked something or was trying to sneak something. Well, it they've raised them some money. They're raising prices at McDonald's, and apparently... This guy's paying them. 1800 bucks is what it's going to char- cost him. And we're talking about a guy who was going from Indonesia to Australia, flying, and he had a, a couple of Egg McMuffins and a ham croissant in his luggage. And he, here's, he didn't declare it. Here's the deal. There's apparently a foodborne virus that is that is spreading across that region of the world and thus they have uh, enacted strict strict guidelines as to what you can and can't take in and out of the country kind of like when you drive to California and they they bring you to the agro check kind of like it except the exact opposite right, in exactly. that they're really serious about it exactly. because when you go they're, through the agro check going into California they're like uh you, they don't even stop you sometimes they look at your face hey, you look trustworthy keep going well yeah they're not really looking for food they're looking for brown things <laughs> yeah, that's, that's i mean they don't want too many brown things in California that is probably part of the story there yeah. yes um, but this australian thing they are dead serious about not Okay, remember what happened with when Johnny Depp and Amber Heard were married and they brought their dogs to Australia, even though they've been told not to. You can't bring animals in right. without going through some serious scrutiny yep. about it. Um, and by the way, I always recommend watching their apology video. It is a study in insincerity. Yes, exactly. But I yeah. digress. By the way, it also is a uh, it's a, an attack on their ability to act. Yeah, it really it's is an yeah. indictment of their acting capability. It'll only take you 35 seconds Worth to watch watching, it, but yeah. it's fascinating. Stupid. But back to the McDonald's thing. Um, who, who packs McMuffins in their luggage? Your pants are going to smell like egg and cheese. That's my favorite Irish uh, Irish jig. <laughs> who packs McMuffins in their lug- carry-on luggage? No, it's... Uh, by the way, I... 
I don't think you can. I, I mean, if you, I don't know if it's in Australia if you can do this, but like when you get past security, you can always go to the food court in exactly. certain airports and get that food anyway. Absolutely. Why would you pack? You that have in there? to do it that way. Yes. You can't why bring would food through? Why would you put, security like that? I mean, it would be the that could be a great opportunity to throw off the cocaine sniffing dogs. Maybe. Yes. So it cost him eighteen hundred bucks. That was the fine. Um, eighteen hundred dollars American, and uh, just just one of those strange stories, you know. When when the dog, and it was actually dogs who sniffed it. Of course, it was. And, you know, when that happens, the alarm goes off. It costs him. Yeah, exactly. And, That's uh, how that happens there. And the guy gets busted. Yeah, so. I, I you know look, they're very strict about what you can take into Australia because once you get to Australia, every fourth thing can kill you. Very true. Austria, they have they have spiders you can saddle it's, in Australia. You know, it's a continent unto itself. Yeah. And so they're they're trying to keep it pure, basically. It's re- it's really something they're very very serious about. It was one of the first nations to lock down with COVID, and it worked. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, no egg McMuffins in your luggage. Just take that as a general rule, no matter what country you're yeah, heading into. It's just kind of a weird thing to do. I have never been able to get an egg McMuffin home from the drive-through. Right. And would it be still be warm when you pulled it out? Yeah, I know. That's what she said and we asked that all-important probing question all right here we go how much do you make give us a call how much do you make tell us what you do how much do you make how much do you make how much do you make you remain anonymous but we'll ask you some questions and try and figure out exactly how much you make uh and it's it's kind of a fun thing so at 480-470-KSLX who's there uh sherry what do you do for a living i am a court reporter you're, you're the person who records everything that is said in court Wow. Okay. That's that's interesting. This is a municipal job with benefits, of course. Okay. Well, I need to clarify that. I actually am working from home now. I'm doing depositions. So it's kind of two different things. But uh, is is it a county job? Now I, no, I'm independent. All right. Okay. So you're an independent stenographer slash court reporter. When you do these depositions, it's by Zoom, I'm guessing? Yes. And now, is it just, do you just do court reporting or do you do like medical transcription? Just court reporting. You do it full time, five days a week or less if you feel like it? Yes. See, if it was municipal, we'd at least have some sort of idea, I think, because yeah. you can always guess with municipal jobs. But do, it, do each, does a different court case pay differently or is it all the same scale? Uh, they pay differently by who would like a copy of it or if they've expedited the transcript. I'm going to guess you made last year about 56000 Uh 51 Okay. No, last year I made $198,000. $198,000. Wow. And I actually wanted to call, too, just to give people an idea because we need court reporters so bad. You need them? So. What do you need them for? You're making two hundred k a year. <laughs> you don't want any more competition. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody. There's, <laughs> there's so much work that's not being covered. Huh. Fascinating. Thank you very much for checking yeah. in with us. That's amazing stuff. Yeah, thanks. I have that. It was very interesting listening this morning. Thank uh, you. All right. Drinks are on you next time. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Could you read back this phone call, please? <laughs> take, take care. See ya. That is, that is uh, uh, a I, lot of money is what that is. You know, um, 
Sometimes we don't exactly hit the mark, but this no. is an all-time record for how far we were off. <laughs> wow. I who, missed knew, it. who knew that pays? I know. I missed it by 142,000. You missed it by 147,000. We were way off. How do you know a, a court reporter makes that amount of money? I guess it's the, you know, one of the factors there, like she said, is that she's not working for the city or the county or something like that. It's a third party, and uh, they, they hire them out. And you know what? You just heard the lady, okay? They need where They, they need yeah. people. At 198 k You can do okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, so. We, uh, we had no idea in that situation. Yeah. How much do you make? 480-470. How much do you KSLX is our number. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. We've got a double dose of the Mark and Interpol dumbass of the day. It is a double dose, and we'll start in Wexford County, Michigan. All righty. On July 19th, people were called, police were called about a man who was dancing. And before you start, if, you know, you start wondering if this is like Footloose, where dancing, dancing is, is illegal. illegal. Yeah, sure. Uh, it is not. Police were called because the man was dancing. In the middle of traffic. All right. And this was on a Michigan highway. Is this like that commercial where where, the, where Mayhem is doing the latest internet challenge and he's dancing in the middle of the street? Uh, that's you kind know, of funny. It, it could be. All I right. haven't heard of this internet challenge, but a lot of people call police because not only was he dancing in the middle of a highway, but the man was also waving a gun around. That's probably an issue. Uh, and a lot of people call police because not only was he dancing in the middle of traffic while waving a gun around, but he was also naked. Oh, so the paper. <laughs> the pol- There's a lot going on here. The police will be singing, swaying, pepper spraying, <laughs> yes. dancing in the street. Yep. Okay. So the man was arrested by police and sent to a hospital for evaluation. By the way, uh, the man did have a permit for the gun, so. May I see it? Where was he keeping it? He had the permit, um, which is, it's reassuring that. Michigan's not letting anybody with any mental problems get right, a gun. Get guns, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's smart. And then there's Christina Rodriguez, 30 years old, working in the Caliways Smoke Shop in Springfield, Missouri. What kind of smoke shop? It's a, well, it's a smoke shop. It's oh. a dispensary. Ah, yeah. there we go. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. For protection, the owners of the dispensary keep a pistol by the cash register. Pew, pew. Uh, well, Christina was working the register the other day, and even though there was no threat in sight, Christina picked up the weapon and held sure. it. Sure. When she put it down, it went off. Guns and marijuana. The guns don't just go off. I didn't say that. I said when she put it down, <laughs> it went off. Now, this really makes you look bad in front of your bosses. And yeah, you know, Christina absolutely looked foolish. Yep. Looked like an idiot in yep. front of the owners of the Caliway Smoke Shop. Especially because Christina had brought her 11-year-old daughter to work with her that Shirt! Yep. Bring your daughter to the dispensary day. Yep. And especially because the bullet that Christina fired... 
hit her daughter. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, Bring your daughter to the dispensary is my favorite Iron Maiden song. Yep. Daughter, the daughter has been treated already and will be okay, but will Christina be okay with the variety of charges she'll be facing? I don't think so. Yeah. It's anybody's guess, but we do know that we can make her and the Michigan dancing guy, the Mark and Neander Paul dumbasses of the day. I think those were two beautiful stories you just told. Yeah. And they were sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports. They got Six Valley locations. Find out all about them at RideNow.com. If you're headed to the polls today and you need gas, don't stop at the Circle K at 7th Street and Coral Gables. That's where the awning for the gas pumps got blown over. They they only have a few of the gas pumps there, you know, and it's kind of on an angled thing away from the building a little bit. It's an older, it's an older Circle K. It's got to be older. I think, I'm not sure. It's a nice little area. It's a really, it's it's in Moon Valley. Nice area. And uh, it's a nice little shopping center too. There's a couple of cool places in there, but... And I've been over there because my son used to live right around there. But uh, the Circle K sta- is a standalone, and the the gas pumps are kind of angled on the side. And the awning actually caved in, or not, not caved in, but tipped over and fell on Saturday night during one of the storms, which is just crazy. There was a couple. There was some people under it taking shelter. Nobody was hurt, luckily. Um, one guy was trying to get gas actually while this was oh. going on. Oh boy! And uh, and obviously he didn't get to fill his tank there. So, um, and if you're worried whether or not the soapy water from the squeegee dispensers spilled yeah, when yeah. it tipped over, it didn't. It didn't because they were empty. Oh well, that's of good. Course. Well, uh, uh, thankfully there were some paper towels there. That no, no, no. Th- those dispensers okay. were empty also. Sorry. Well, that's good. Well, then you know losses were minimal. <laughs> yes, we, we lost. They lost a little bit of aluminum and nothing else. Yeah, it's a rule at all gas stations: the squeegee water must be empty, yeah. as well as the paper towel dispenser. I've actually had the squeegee thing do the the, uh, the windshield wiper thing, where you take the rubber squeegee thing to like wash the windshield, and the rubber just disintegrates. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. When's the last time you guys changed this thing? Yeah, I, I called my son yesterday because he used to live right there. He even knew the name of the the girl behind the counter because he was in there so often. And I said, hey, the uh, your favorite Circle K. He goes, I know. He goes, I just actually passed by it. I was going somewhere for work. I passed by. He said the gas pumps were actually on the side of the building now. They had moved they them. They had moved them since, and, the, since the awning went down? Maybe he drove by too quickly because that sounds impossible to me. Or, no, or no. Not, not something that you could do so quickly, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I think you are. I think um, if you've ever seen a gas truck, uh, come in and deliver gas. There's these, there's like these valves that are on the ground because the tanks are buried underground. Right, but they're so away guess, from the pumps. But my guess is you can take those pumps and put them on top of those valves and basically set them to pump up into those, the, into the tanks. Huh. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's it's like the same thing. Like you just take it off one spigot and put it onto another spigot. So if you just have a big socket wrench, you can go over there I and kind of yeah. move the pumps. No, uh, uh, Robo grips. <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> I'm, you know, and maybe somebody knows by all means. You know, no, I think there are several tanks. Legs, but I'm just, I just didn't. He said that. And I was like, you sure about that? He goes, yeah, they're on the side of the building. Yeah, there are several tanks buried underneath the ground, and some of them, you know, because they have to recycle those every few years because of corrosion and stuff like that. You ever seen them? It's amazing. Like, you'll see a, a Circle K or a Quick Trip or something, and all of a sudden there's a fence up around it, and they and they level everything, and then they put it all back up, and they take the fence down. It's the same Quick Trip or the same yeah. Circle K. It's because they have to change those tanks. 
Yeah, but the pumps themselves? I think you could just move them. I think huh. if there's a valve there, those pumps are like anything else. You could just like it's like having a, a garden hose. You can just attach it to any spigot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. You would have to create the underground infrastructure first, and then yes. plop the gas pumps down last. Yes, but I think so, that because if they're ultimate, if the if the gas truck can go over there and put a hose or a coupler into the ground, that's where they because they fill the, those tanks away from the gas pumps for obvious reasons. Yeah. So my guess is that there's some sort of a fitting or some sort of a way that they can transfer those you know in the unlikely event that the pumps break down. It might be Velcro, actually, that Good attaches point. the well, pumps to the gas island. Yeah. I'll check when I, I – well, next time I get gas. Just, just rock the pump. I'll just rock, rock the, the pump, pump a little bit like, yeah. it's a, like it's a vending machine that you sold do my that. Doritos. I think that's a good yeah. idea. You right. should probably – if somebody's out, do it now. Come on, do it. <laughs> do it now. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah, so uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, if somebody wow. knows, you can by all means give us a call because it's weird when I heard that. But um, today is uh, primary day. If you're getting out there and you need to vote, do it. Do it today. Today's your day. You probably notice from time to time you'll hear a song here at KSLX and you'll notice it's been doctored a little bit. Edited. To remove a word or bleep out a word. Like there's a word uh, that is considered another F word that is unacceptable that you used to hear in Money for Nothing from Dire Straits. Right. That word is no longer culturally acceptable to use. And so it has disappeared lest we be labeled monsters. And now uh, there's another word that's on its way out, too. If you've seen... Any of the pictures lately online of Beyonce. She oh, my had, God. Yeah, well, she's she's done a little work here and there. Yeah. Um, she lo- I mean, she's on top. Like this picture that I see, she's on a horse. Yes, I've seen that. And she looks like a horse with massive mammary glands. Yeah, she did she's that. She's huge. That's, uh, it's it's, it's st- massive. stunning how the, the change in size there up top is amazing. It's uh, very natural looking. But... Uh, she, she's drinking milk. One of the things you've, <laughs> you've, you might have seen, there's a controversy because of a word she used on the album. And um, do you actually have that clip or is it just I, the song? I have the song. I haven't gotten to that part yeah, of that, the song. I mean, I mean it's just, here's what the song sounds like. And I don't want to play it because it's yeah, no, icky, but you know. Yeah, it's, it's called it's Heated. A, yeah, it's, the song it's is called song. Heated, yeah. And the, the word in question, and I must admit, it's a word I will use occasionally. Yeah. Not not often, but it's it's spaz. S-P- yeah. S-P-A-Z, for those of you curious about the spelling. Yeah, um, it's it's for spelling Arizona, S-P-A-Z. <laughs> yeah, spelling Arizona. Yeah. Sp- and, and, you know, I guess... I would. So the complaints are that it is it is offensive to uh, what's the word they're using? Able differently differently able. Yes, people. like some people with disabilities and so forth might be offended by that. So she's actually going back in and removing it. It took her a while to comment because she, you know, any comment she makes, she has to be in front of a giant oscillating fan. Yep, so absolutely. her, her and, hair blows back. Yeah, and she didn't have um, anything to wear. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I will admit that I am uh, guilty, and I, I, I never knew that there anybody would consider that offensive. We just always used it. What are you, a spaz? Yeah, if you threw somebody a pass and they dropped it, what? Oh my God, you totally spazzed. Yeah, no, that's it's, how it was used. But apparently, I mean, obviously that. That layer, that word is is short for spastic, and spastic episode yeah, is something that yeah, happens for guess, for those yeah. who are dealing with things like cerebral palsy, and and you know, I mean, it's yeah. a, I mean, I get it, but I don't know that. 
like the word doesn't mean what you think it means in this situation. Although um, that is where it was born. Yes, right? but it so, doesn't mean yeah. what you, I mean. I, well, you keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. You no, know, it means spastic, and spastic is to be uh, out of control and lacking control, but yeah. it is often something, a spastic episode is something that is applied to the differently abled. And, you know, I mean, how many times you, you're such a spaz. Like, you heard that as a kid. I mean, it was not a... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was um, somebody that was sort of silly and crazy and incapable, and and I, I guess that that's obviously not something we want to ascribe to those who are dealing with with different mental conditions, you I'm, know, I'm physical re- conditions. I'm reading the article. It says in African American vernacular English, a dialect of English created and used in black communities. Well, you yeah. think so? Well, yeah, that's, that's that was um, something we got from the Department of Redundancy Department. The word spaz means to quote go crazy or quote. Fight. Um, the lyric is. The in, lyric in other is, words, go hairy is is the way we would say that when I was a kid. Oh man, the guy he went completely hairy on that guy. Yeah. Oh, or you have he, Boy, that guy had an episode. <laughs> See, we wouldn't say that. We'd never say that. But yeah, but but, you, but the lyric is spazzing on that ass, spaz on that ass. <laughs> And I don't even know what that means. That's like, yep. I guess, going crazy, it's spanking. I don't know. Yeah. Again, not being, uh, uh, what are Beyonce's fans called? Uh, They're called oh, something. The, the, uh, the Beehive, yeah. I believe. But not being a member or a, a citizen denizen of the Beehive, mm-hmm. I don't understand the language. I also don't understand the uproar, but it's not for me to understand. Yeah. If, it, if it's a problem, then I guess they got to remove it. Yeah. I, I thought, I didn't know spaz was still being used. I thought, I, I seriously thought it had just been one of those words that sort of went away. You know, it was something we used as kids. Like drat. And went out of stuff. Yeah, something like that. Dag nabbit. You know what? I used a word the other day that I think falls in the same category that's kind of gone out of style, but I love it. And I, is- I hope it never goes away. Uh-huh. I hope it never offends anybody. And that is jalopy. Jalopy is it's great. Been, it's been pushed out of the way by hoopty. Uh, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Jalopy, but, yeah, but jalopy is great, man. You can get that on the special at Filiberto's on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I, no, that's I, I, like to get the, I like to get the chicken jalopy. That's yeah. always good. Uh, you keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. But jalopy is a great word for a piece of crap car. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that we, we but, also call it a sh- box. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> but you can't say that on the radio. No, not anymore. But, uh, right. okay, so we just wanted to warn you about spaz. Yep, you got to el- eliminate. That is, is n- off the list. No bien, no bueno, yep. no mas. If you okay. had spaz as the next word to be removed from the English <laughs> language, congratulations. Yes. Come up and collect your prize, but don't be a spaz about it. Yes, now get behind me. Let's save jalopy. <laughs> Um, I can't, you know, (laughs) this is just such a weird thing. I I was reading this yesterday and I was like, I can't believe that the word spaz is causing a controversy because it was such a silly word when we were kids. And again, I only use it like every now and again. Like if I drop something in the kitchen, I'll say to my wife, oh man, I spazzed on that one. But it's not, and I didn't realize it was possibly offensive to, to some people. Well, I mean, obviously, I use I use several f words, but I use the other f word that is used in money for nothing, not to describe somebody of an, uh, a different lifestyle, but it's just from my neighborhood. That doesn't have anything to do with being gay. It has everything to do with being weak. And yes, so we, but that was the that was the stereotype and I the guess, connotation. Yes, from when it, where it started, right? And yeah. that's really where we're at. My buddy is an artist in New York, like a cartoonist, and he publishes something called Spaz Comics. And now he's screwed because he can't. He's going to get in trouble for that. 
he can't call, he can't publish it anymore. Yep. Because that word, and I didn't even know that that word. Like, who knew? Who well, knew that that word was an issue? I, I guess Beyonce is enlightening all of us. Yes, because and that's again this, the genesis of the story is that Beyonce's got this new album out, and she has that word in there, and now she's removing it after this uproar, and. The article specifically says that it's used more frequently in the black community as as talking about, you know, g- going crazy on something or fighting with something, that kind of thing. So I guess. Actually, let's let's go to the phone here. We have what? Woo! Hey, it's, it's Wrestling Ricky. We're hearing from our black community here. Ricky, have you used the word spaz in the last 24 hours? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Do you ever use it? Back in the day. It was a term you in a, to use to go wild. You know, yeah, man, I'm a spaz out on that meatball sandwich. Speaking of meatballs, <laughs> yes. wasn't there a character called Spaz in, the, in, in there? Spaz on that meatballs was my favorite children's book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the subway ad that said, come on down and spaz on our yes, meatballs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a spaz on a $5 foot long. Mm-hmm. The meatball spaz was my favorite school lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the reason I use that is because there was a character named Spaz in the movie Meatball. Of course there was. Ah. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. So I guess we've all used our, our quota of that word for the next while, so we don't have to worry so Here's much Here's the about thing, it now. Ricky, as a member of the African-American community, is that a word that you okay. people can use and we can't? <laughs> No, man. All right, cool. I just don't want to be accused of cultural appropriation. That's a, that's a uh, uh, one thing fits all type thing. All right, cool. Yep. Spaz right. is universal. Well, Ricky, I just want to say you're a credit to your type of people. And when I say that, I mean wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you out of that. See you, buddy. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Yeah, we should probably be very, very careful about the vernacular that we yes. choose to employ. All right, so good morning to our friend Ricky. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he is a member of the African-American community. It was good to get his perspective yeah, on that. it's important. And he's a massive wrestling fan. Yes. I don't know if he's a Beyonce fan, but Beyonce is a massive Beyonce now. we got to fudge that time a little bit so we'll have an early opening of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Steve is from South Scottsdale. We're going to get him set up in the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Steve is going to ask you the same five questions I asked Mark. Whoever gets more correct will graduate. If you don't get more correct than Mark, you'll lose and have to tell everybody that you flunked out of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, Steve, first things first. Let's kick Mark out of the studio, please. Okay, Mark, you got to go. Sounds good, Steve. And so he goes. Off he goes. Did he really leave? Yeah, he does. He goes he goes into another studio. Okay. All right. Okay. Steve, are you ready? Wave at him. Yes. Question number one. The band featured Livon Helm on what instrument? What is it? Livon Helm played the drums. All right. And sang. Question number two. What band was Ron Pigpen McKernan a member of? Big Pan was in the Grateful Dead. Question number three: Who was the lead singer of the Jake Giles Band? Jake Giles Band was Peter Wolf. Question number four: What UK band became referred to as the only band that matters? 
Oh, geez. The only band that mattered? I mean, I, I, I want to say the Beatles, but a UK band, the, the only band that mattered. Uh, Oasis? I don't know. All right, question number five. Who played drums for Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Uh, okay, so there's Keith Emerson. I believe it's Palmer. All right. The drummer, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see how it goes. Okay. Mark is back. There was question. There was a question as to whether or not Steve questioned whether or not you actually left the studio. I did leave yeah. the studio. He was. Thinking, he was. He, he yeah, was I, I, I think believe, he was. I can hear the door now. There were yeah, allegations yeah. of shenanigans, I believe. Honestly, right. Steve, if I was, I think I think both of us would have gotten very bored with this by now, Paul and I. If yeah. I was standing yeah, here in the yeah, studio yeah, and yeah. rigging it like that, yeah, that would be no fun. How lame would that be, right? Yes, <laughs> I mean more lame okay. than it is now. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so well, here we go. It's awesome. Question number one to Mark. Yes. The band featured Levon Helm on what instrument? Uh, Levon Helm was, generally speaking, the drummer. It is one to one, although they pretty much, all those guys played everything. Question number two What band was Ron Pigpen McKernan a member of? <laughs> the Grateful Dead. Not a healthy gentleman. Two to two. <laughs> Question number three. Who was the lead singer of the Jay Giles band? Peter Wolf. Three to three. Damn, Steve. <clears throat> Question Steve's number good. four. What UK band became referred to as the only band that matters? The Clash. It is four to three. Oh, yeah, killed me. Who, who did you pick, Steve? I just said the Beatles. I had no idea that was... I, uh, All right. Say yeah, stu- I just said the Beatles. I, don't, I just didn't know. Say Super Trap next time. Yeah. Safe, <laughs> yeah. safe answer. <laughs> uh, way home. So, Mark, for the win or the tie, yeah. who played drums for Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Uh, that was Palmer. Oh, a 5-4 to four victory for Mark. Steve, you know yeah. what you have to do here, don't you? Oh, it's embarrassing, too, because it's the clash. All right. Uh, uh, Mark, uh, I have flunked out of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. There you go, Steve. But you know what? You're a good player. You can come back and do it again sometime. Absolutely, Steve. Thanks for checking in. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know about Steve, and I don't know about you, but I find the name Carl Palmer to be a little difficult to say. Carl Palmer? Yeah. Yeah. Say it a few times fast. You get you know, like hung up on the R and the L. Yeah, red leather, yellow leather, rubber baby buggy bumpers. There's a whole bunch of them that you can get into there. So, rural, rural juror. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, all right then. I got a little bit of credibility back. Yeah, by one. Tomorrow, same time, right? Yep. You're still late for work if you're hearing this. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey, dude, who's here? Is there anything better than going home for the holidays? Of course not. Well, that's exactly how your toes feel after slipping on a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Hey Dude makes the lightest, comfiest, and coziest shoes out there. They make each step as holly and jolly as can be. So, give the gift of comfy this holiday season. Welcome home for the holidays, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better... 
you really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.